Welcome again to Rock Your Life with Nora Finch, where we talk about my over 20 years in natural wellness and how to stay mentally fit based on my self-defense training. We are doing a short little clip with Christopher South, again, the magnificent (coughs) paramedic from from North Dakota and Birmingham, and we're going to talk punk rock. No, we're going to tell you what that means, because uh, let's just start with saying... (coughs) was going to do this episode following his about overcoming stigmas and how you guys can apply this um, into your industry and what the hell we're talking about. But uh, a lot of people, I think, in American mainstream associate these type of people with dirty people, that dirty, angry people who don't shower. And uh, that, that's what I think. And people laugh. And when you use that term and whatever, because I think a lot of people, too, don't pay attention to lyrics. Right. I mean, just in general, like they don't take music seriously. There, there is a large amount of people is what I'm saying about that. So why we bring this up is actually a mindset that we view is that um, originally it's starting out as supporting. It's a long story, but let's just try to condense. It's uh, standing up for injustices, do it yourself, ethics, supporting the little man and. Um, what else? Uh, so many other things, but that's the bottom line. Uh, uh, outside the box thinking, um, individualism. What else would we say, Chris? Oh gosh, you know, uh, working class culture. Yes. A good, a good majority of it. You know. Yes, not so uh, supporting. You know, mom and pop businesses, not big business. Absolutely. Um. So they are all about empowering the people. And there's lots of movements out there. This is just one of them. Um, Yeah, I just I consider it, though, social activism. So um, with that being said, in the whole fear and speaking out, um, it's just the the freedom and the the ability to speak up, which not a lot of us have that. Some people are born very confident and have no problem with being assertive. But I've also found in those personalities, they have not learned to be compassionate. So I think it's all about me in my, um, it's all about me, uh, in my episodes, the taking our power back is also teaching us that we can be direct and assertive and compassionate because um, there's a way to do that gently, basically. Um, So, Long story into it, just a couple of things we wanted to go over. Go over, um, Chris, if you want to go ahead and um, apply it uh, to your industry, I think that might be good. But uh, also, sure, let's just yeah. start with you growing up, I guess, how do you think that you have applied this mindset to your life and your career? Yeah, um, so, you know, my own background of being you know into punk rock and, and all that so i got into punk rock music because i was bullied in school mm-hmm. and so um a friend of mine uh, introduced me to punk rock and the first punk rock band i ever listened to was the ramones mm-hmm. and then the second one was operation ivy and mm-hmm. most of them absolutely changed my life and is that it was not just that fast, loud music, which of course I love, and the dress and everything, but it was that it was okay to be different. Mm-hmm. That I could be different and that I could find my own voice in doing that and that I no longer had to take shit off of anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and acceptance. acceptance. And acceptance. And it, it, yeah, I didn't 
you know, as soon as I started listening to, you know, Rancid and stuff, didn't mean that, you know, I started going beating the hell out of everybody. It was just that that music for me, man, was an escape. Is uh, I could listen to that and my aggression could get out. You know, I go to a show and instead of getting in the fist fight at school, I would dance around in the pit and that was my way out. And I met people, you know, and this was back in the day, back, you know, <laughs> so say back in the day, back but, in the day. you know, this is before like the internet, well, for the internet. So, you know, but, you know, kids were publishing their own magazines, man. They had zines and stuff, you know, with these local bands were, were making their own albums. And there was this whole little scene. And it was a place of belonging. Right. And, and to, even back then, of course, you know, there was, there was <laughs> different tribes and stuff that was within that. But um, definitely, man, you could go to a show or whatever, and there would be all kinds of different people there. And... Um, some of the friends that I'm still friends with today came from from that movement, and uh, some of them still kind of lead that alternative lifestyle. But some of them went kind of the direction that I went into, and you know, did something a little more straight laced. But whatever they did, they never lost that sense of do it yourself, supporting the community, and even here in small town America where I live. I still do that. Um, I will go to a store that's owned locally, even though it's more expensive, and I could totally get shit on Amazon. But mm-hmm. I go there because it's supporting mm-hmm. the people that I see face to face. It's it's staying. You know, people don't think about punk rock, man. I think punk rock music mm-hmm. and that punk rock lifestyle actually made me made me more civic and community minded than I think that if I would have not and gotten involved with that. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love this talk. Yes, the supporting, the sense of belonging, the, again, the acceptance, the individualism, um, the attitude. I mean, they're angry because they're speaking out against injustices. This is a huge part of it. You know what I mean? They're Absolutely. Like, what's fucked up out there? And that's why the lyrics... Um, not resonated reflected reflected what was going on in their lives so but also what that does in that crowd i think it's while in california it's a very mainstream now you know for everybody to have blue and pink hair and things like that back then it was cool you know it's like fuck i gotta do some different stuff now because everybody's wearing vans and whatever when that was the cool shoe back in the day you know what i mean skaters and um and skateboarders too um which has always been like part of my passion and that they have their own mindset too i mean what better group of people i mean they fall so much and break so much shit and just get back up again that's like the yep, best lesson exactly self defense so that's kind of like what i like to compare it to it's like the punk rock mindset plus the skateboarding ethics like all of these sorts of things is like that's what helps remind me every day of who I am you know to put that stuff on and I never listened much to the Ramones I should go back and listen to that (laughs) yeah I should because they probably have some good stuff but um my first blue cassette tape was Minor Threat and then I just takes me back because I could I can remember, you know, having my, my cassette player, you know, my shitty Sony cassette player, you know, 
Trying to walk around, you know, in, in Alabama, you know, listen to the guilty of being Wyatt, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great. Oh, God, straight edge, you know. <laughs> I love it. And so, people, if you're listening to this, okay, I have the two, I don't know how to call them like pioneer rock stars. Okay, so Ian Mackay, that show is called Living the Life You Choose. And then the other one is just Henry Rollins, Finding Your Inner Authority. Yes, I had them both on the show. Okay, thanks. Um, I never really. And even Black Flag, man, that yeah. was that was huge. You know, it was you know singing TV party. You know, we got nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just that was that was the era that I grew up in. I think <laughs> if people just go back and listen to the like, they will get it. All you got to do is listen to the music, and you're gonna you're gonna feel like a badass still, right? As men. And then if they go back and listen to the lyrics and the relatability, they're going to understand why that was such an important, um, important for, for me. I, I mean, I know like that's why it's, it was like a form of therapy. That's the unconventional therapy to me. <clears throat> so yeah, absolutely. You know, the truths of our stories, right? Mm-hmm. You so, know, just saying, you know, it didn't have to always be angry though. You know, it was, know. gosh, you know, you know, Johnny Thunders, you can't put an arm around a memory, man. I can't tell you how many times I've cried listening to that one, you know. And it was just, it was a way that, you know, it was a connection that there was somebody who was, it wasn't like a rock star. Because you remember back in the day that the music that was out there was all the hair metal bands, you know. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, gosh, man, and Poison and, you know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, like, it was, it was horrible music and still is. And it was, that was what was there, and it was so fake, and it was just, it, it represented everything that I hated about society, as it was like everybody was putting on this this fake, you know, trying to be something for everybody else instead of really being who they truly were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And punk rock was the complete opposite, and it spoke to me. It was like, hey, it's okay to be fucked up. We are, too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And then, um, so let's, uh, name, let's, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Name, uh, name. I was trying to think of the term. <laughs> let's just name some bands, even though most of my stuff was probably all British bands. So I was going to say, uh, minor threat. And then I also liked the exploited. Did you ever, did you ever? Oh God. Yeah. I love the exploited. Oh yeah. The, the I think there's probably an exploited t-shirt that I can't fit into anymore in my drawer somewhere. That's good. <laughs> I have a button. How do we have so many of the same things? Because <laughs> it's meant to be. Yeah, Rancid, Operation Ivy. This isn't punk rock, but they are great. Rage Against the Machine uh, for social injustice and speaking out, you know, of the things going on. <clears throat> um, What else? Oh, we already said Black Flag. So many other people. People, they can look it up, but just just type in those couple that we mentioned and it will explain everything. You could also put in straight edge because even though those people were very extreme too, like there's some good music that came out of there. Oh, the hardcore stuff was definitely, man, you know, sick of it all is definitely on my playlist right now. I think I liked some songs of theirs. I just like more of the lyrics, you know, so much because everything was like in drop D. So it was like, don't, 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 you're real kind of down, <laughs> downplayed. But um, I like the fact that the things that they believe in, man, they, they stuck with it all the way. So I always had a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. So how do you think, um, with that all being said, because we don't have these lyrics here in front of us of what they were talking about, basically we're saying that they've empowered us, um, I think also, you know, to fight 
to fight for, I don't know, our beliefs, I guess who we are. Um, how have you applied it or how could you say others could apply it in your industry? Would this be with Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. I think uh, you can still have, you know, you can have a punk rock attitude without, without having, you know, I don't have to have spikes and chains and mm-hmm. crazy hair anymore, you know, which I'm tattooed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to have all that attitude. And it's not going around just being like, fuck everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, a lot of it's just sticking up for the people who can't stick up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, a lot of punk rock people are really into animal rights, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Because it's all about you know, whatever they're passionate about. And for me, you know, it's like speaking up for not only first responders, but it's mental health care all across the board. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of these people are definitely the little man that, that are getting pushed around a little bit. And so it's like that punk rock inside of me is going, yeah, mm-hmm. this is my banner. This is my cause. <laughs> and it's something to go with. But it's, to me, it's, a, a, it's always going to be a part of who I am is going, you know, I want to see something better and it's, it's, you know, like you, when you're talking about minor threat, you remember out of step, of out of step with them. And I still live that way. You know, I'm out of step. With everything else. And, and it's okay. And, and believe it or not, it's having that attitude and stuff is it's kind of infectious. People go, man, how can you have that outlook? And it's going, you know what? I don't have to like everything or everybody. I think it's the recognition of the outside the box uh, mindset Thinking, black sheep, yeah. and black sheep. Okay, people, it's okay to be a black sheep. Turn straight. And that's, that's so awesome to think about that as, you know, I, that's one of the things that I, I really, as um, when I teach and stuff or get called up to conferences, that's one of the terms that they use to describe me often mm-hmm. as he has this out of the box presentations, you know, that mm-hmm. because I I look at things a little bit differently and I'm like, man, I don't have to mm-hmm. stick with that's what everybody else is doing, you know. I want to be me. I want to be completely unique. Right, almost on purpose. And so, oh, that could lead into then over absolutely that fear. I think you have to know what makes you unique. Maybe is a part of it. So how would we kind of describe as far as, well, being a black sheep could just be you're in a Mexican family and you, which I I don't want to say they all have lots of children, but you are expected maybe to have lots of children and you don't want to do that. Right. So, so why should you have to do something? Yeah. Why do you have to do what everybody else wants? You do what's right by you. Right. But the fear in disappointing and not oh yeah so exactly need to hear us for one thing to say it because it does take time you have to kind of go through the process of not giving a fuck really yeah and it's not you know when you say you know i don't give a fuck people would think well that's a negative you know they're just got a shitty attitude and it's not it's going you know what no I'm not influenced by what everybody else thinks. You know, I can be like, hey, I don't give a fuck what happened before. Um, I'm going to do what's right by me because if you don't make me, somebody's got to make that first change. And you, what you do, and it might be difficult at first, 
could really, man, change a life for somebody you may never met, you know? Well, ultimately, ultimately too, it's our life that we don't have to explain to anybody else, but we grow up thinking that we have to answer to somebody or get permission. Exactly. You don't have to, man. It's totally okay to, you know, go, you know, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this goes into, this is where it takes work, people. It's really just going to take time and an evolution of, you know, yourself as a being because um, all those fears, like some people do not really realize until they get older. Like even all the stuff that you're talking about that you've gone through with like your industry, like some people will just not talk about it because of the fear of, you know, either being ridiculed or like you said, losing the job. Right. How about the part of you can get another job? Like exactly. You know, and there's that fear too. You know, there's a, there's that other side of that is going, but we get comfortable and that's definitely something that I have to deal with and going, man, you know, is thinking, you know, I was smart enough to do this. I'm probably smart enough to do something else too. <laughs> But yes. there's there's a there's this so scary because we we get comfortable in the things that we do. Mm -hmm. So well, always absolutely. I don't, I don't think we're thinking though about that part that there's another opportunity, just like there's another man or woman. Like you think that that's the only one. Right, right, exactly, man. And that's why people stay with people we shouldn't be staying with is mm -hmm. because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Man, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's where my witchery mindset comes into play because once you, in your mind, make it right and okay, and that's also how you attract what you want, you know, when you actually know what you're looking for, and then you will attract what you want because, you know as far as whatever it is, relationships or things or whatever, staying in relationships. Right, right. Like you gotta exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, is there anything else? I think this was a good, even just like little um, start on this whole mindset thing. And um, Yeah, I enjoyed that. If there's, if there's anything else you want to lastly finish which, with, I don't think there's anything other than we would just recommend people checking out this, this music if they are interested and just learning more about, you know, um, People don't always in person when it comes to personal growth, since it's not something totally uh, encouraged in our country. People don't see the other side of no, no, uh, and so yeah, that's good, man. I think, but, uh, I think if you want to live the life that you want to like live of freedom, this is a good area to explore. Absolutely. Okay, brother Chris, let's go ahead and end this, and um, thank you all Sounds for good. listening again, and uh, we'll. Talk with you next time.